Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. And as we have been doing since September the 26th, we're going to continue uh, starting with prayer. And then I have a good surprise for you today. For such a time as this, Father, you have graced each of us with many blessings, many trials and adventures. Life has many twists and turns, yet I believe each one points to you if we will but look. I thank you for your grace and your mercy, for your love and your watch care over each and every one of us, your creation. I come to you now and I ask your blessing and protection over our president, President Donald Trump, and his family, and for Vice President Pence and his family. Guide them and watch over them. Give them wisdom that only comes from you. Grant them your strength and your boldness that they need in these horrific times of persecution. Thank you for all you've done for me and the many blessings and for my family. I ask again now that you will use CSE Talk Radio. May it be your instrument that can encourage and bring truth and awaken your people. Lord, working here and with my mentor through the years in radio brought me to many faces and to many people. My guest today is one of those special ones that you allowed me to know and to love. Thank you for walking with her in her life, and thank you for her story that will encourage others, a life that has adventure and tragedy, and yet we can see your grace. Thank you, Father, for that. For such a time as this, we are here to share with others. In Jesus' name, amen. I have told you the last couple of weeks that we were going to have a special guest today. She's not a stranger to you, although she hasn't been with us for a long time. She and I communicate occasionally through email and once in a while a phone call. But if you'll remember, when she's been on, almost every time I've asked her, have you finished your book? <laughs> she was going to write a book, and by golly, she got it done, and she let me know, and I have an autographed copy right here in my hand. Sherry Peterson, a very special person, a very uh, gifted life, and uh, that took her through many, many ups and downs. And so we bring you Sherry Peterson. Sherry, welcome back to CSC Talk Radio. Good morning. Oh, my gosh, Beth. What an amazing opening. It's so good to talk to you again. Hello, everybody. We love you. And we want to hear about this book. And I almost want you to tell the whole story. But if you do that, they don't have to buy the book. Okay, as long as it helps. And I have to confess, you know, I'm not a great reader, and I have to put so many things together for the shows each day that I've been cramming. I've been cramming trying to get your book read. I didn't quite get her finished. But I'm going to tell you what, and I know we have spent many hours talking, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going to let you tell them why you wrote this book. And we'll start there. 
But when you look at someone's life, and I and my audience knows, and they're probably going to roll their eyes around. Yeah, how many times you've told this, Beth, that I am writing a book. <laughs> I'm writing a book as well. In fact, I'm writing two books. But when I got started reading yours and how you started it out, it was. Just amazing. I thought maybe I need to go relook at how I'm writing mine. <laughs> but I, um, I want you to tell people exactly now. Now Sherry was a survivor of a plane crash, and I'm just going to leave it there. And I'm going to ask her to just tell you why she wrote this book. Wow, that's a big um, that's a big order, Beth. But let's just get. I know. <laughs> we'll no, let me tell the minute. title of the book. The title of the book is "The View from 13F." One woman's story of surviving flight 811. Now you go. <laughs> Thank you. Well, back in this 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 is an event that occurred in 1989, and that's important because that was way before we had computers and cell phones, and the event was pretty horrific, and it kind of went away in the public's eye. But those of us who lived through it had a lot of things to work through. And what happened was I was working for a travel company and flying from Denver, where I live, to Sydney, Australia, to work for a week with a group of um, insurance professionals. So I was flying Denver, L.A., Honolulu, Auckland, Sydney. Boarding my plane in Honolulu, it was a very large, older 747. And I had been upgraded as a professional courtesy through the airlines because I was a travel employee from coach to business class. So I boarded the airplane last because they had to check seating and see what seats were available. And I walked to my seat, which on my ticket said 9F, as in Frank. And there's a gentleman sitting in my seat. And he was all settled in. He had a a cold drink and was you know, talking to his seatmate and had his things set around. And I said, I'm so sorry, I'm, I, see, I think you're in my seat. And he looked at me and he says, I'm not moving. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's fine. I'll, and the flight attendant came over. They were trying to get everybody seated and buckled in. So she goes, sit anywhere. So I plopped down in 13F. So I'm just a few rows behind him. So we take off. It's a pretty normal takeoff. And then all of a sudden, some very unusual Things started happening, and I travel a lot, and it was so unusual. It was getting my attention. Um, There were some, just some odd things. And at one point, I'd loosened my seatbelt, and we were still climbing out of Honolulu. Um, We're just a few minutes into the flight. I'd loosened my seatbelt, and I was seated, you know, with the bulkhead behind me, so there was nobody behind me. And this young man whispers in my ear quite loudly, and he says, tighten your seatbelt. You're in for the ride of your life. Hmm. And even now, that still just makes me goosebumpy. But I thought, what the heck? And I turned, I immediately turned and looked, and there is nobody standing there. And having worked for the airlines, I thought, wait a minute, that is not a crew instruction. No flight crew member would ever say that. Whoa, what was that about? See, it even makes my heart pound now. So I thought, okay, that was weird. I gave my seatbelt a tug, and then I heard some grinding and some Things that were just, every, every bone in my body was screaming, that's not right. Boom. Whole side of the airplane's gone. Just like that. That quick. Blink wow. of an eye. Nine people were sucked out. Into the night. We're four miles up, 24,000 feet, including the guy that was in my seat. Oh, my goodness. So. Wow. <clears throat> we had... 
if you've ever seen the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, where he, you know, ends up on this island. Yes. In the beginning, they show the the reason they crash, and that is a very, very real depiction of what happened with us. So watch that. Now think about it when you watch it. That's about a two-minute clip. We had that experience going on for 17 minutes where – we were going to the water. The engines are on fire to my right. There's a big hole. There are people that don't even know what happened. There's no electricity. I mean, there's no lights. People are injured. It's complete chaos. <clears throat> and nobody could talk because the wind coming in is hurricane strength. And the mm-hmm. cold is 20 below. And the, the conditions were horrific. So somehow we made it back. And my, my sister said, I don't know why you're writing a book. You're like the Titanic. We know how it ends. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, my family, you'll love them. Yeah. But, but the Practical. point being, yeah, the, the point being, we did make it back, and it was the largest damaged aircraft that ever returned safely. They put it through the computers. We never make it back in simulation. And even the captain, who I, who did, I did get to know because he was such a great guy, um, said, there's no way I landed that airplane. There's no way we should have made it back. We should have blown up in air. We should have broken when we landed. So you can look at pictures on um, the Internet. Just Google United 811, and you can see the horrific damage. Mm. Well, so, I hear music. We're headed into a break. But... Your sister is all practical, but the trouble is, the prob- <laughs> not the problem, but the blessing is, your life is a story. Everyone's yeah. is. And, and it's a wonderful story to tell and encourage others through all the trials. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're going to visit with Sherry a little bit. I don't think I'm going to open up phone lines. Not, la- not yet, anyway. And Sherry and Beth Ann will be right back. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America, using high-quality 
1510 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code BETHANN to receive 10% off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stewart didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send twenty four ninety five to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting today with Sherry Peterson. Uh, she is a survivor of, uh, and she calls the book, The View from 13F. And it was the flight 811 back in uh, 1989 um, that met tragedy. And as well as the tragedy, there were many uh, blessings in that and lives that were saved. You know, I was writing down during the commercial uh, in reading your book and then jumping around in it, <laughs> but in reading your book and knowing how you grew up on a farm in a small town and knowing who you are today and, and you're still, you still have that small town personality a lot, Sherry, your, your, uh, your character. And I was just writing down, you know, that life and our upbringing in particular is so important. But the pains and the joys and the disappointments and the successes, they make our lives and shape our character. Um, the people in your lives, the, the good, the bad and the ugly, they all bring us to where we are. And it, it's our choice whether we want to stay um, unhappy and scared and and hide from from these things in our lives or if we want to press through and be stronger. And you're one of those people who has pressed through. You had times in your life reading your book, but you're one of those that continued to press through and be stronger. And so here you go through this um, tragedy. And in this book, she starts out with that. And then she starts, it's, it's as if your life was, that's how I was reading it anyway, as if your life was flashing before your eyes. And, uh, and as you started out with the accident and then immediately went into your family life growing up. And I, I thought that was a wonderful way for you to put your book. Oh, thank you. I don't know if it was intentional or not. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do a lot of talking, speaking about this incident because it's about transformation. And so many people, this was such a huge wake-up call for me, and we all get them. And what do you do with that? 
And, you know, all your nice listeners that we've talked to in the past said, write a book, write a book. And I'm thinking, I don't even get what happened yet, even after 25 years or 30 years. It took me that long to say, what do I do with this? And one of the things when people would say, because, okay, so we we land back in Honolulu safely, which was a complete miracle. I'm hand to God. It was a miracle. It had to be. It had, it, it had to be, absolutely. And I'm, I witnessed it, and I felt it. And I'm telling you, when you think you're going to die and you don't, a lot of things become way more clear about a lot of things. And I, mm. I, it took me quite a while to write about that. So um, it's I, I receive a lot of comments about that particular section. But, you, you know, it's sitting there and going, People would say, how did you – because I got back on that airplane the next flight out and went on to Australia and worked for a Yeah, that one amazed me. Well, I I look back and I think, what was I thinking? But people say, (laughs) why did you do that? (laughs) You know, why did you do that? How did you do it? I have flight crew members I've stayed in touch with that couldn't get back on airplanes for a year. I mean, they went home, but they stopped flying. It was so – it was that traumatic. But they – had their experience. So what I learned, what I was working through is people would say, well, how did you get back on the airplane? And I would go, well, it's how I was raised. And then they'd give me this blank look. And I thought, huh, I guess people, so I started talking to other people and they go, well, I wasn't raised like that. So there is Mm. an element of my upbringing that apparently was very unique in how independent we were raised versus what I see happening today, which is not in our favor as far well, as our young and, people now. And you know, we weren't taught safe places. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were taught to no. be tougher than that. You know, when I read about your story in the barn when you fell from the hayloft mm-hmm. and the things that came before that, you know, and I'm thinking I wasn't raised on a farm, but my husband was. And I think about some of the stories that he tells, and I wonder you ever survived, you know, and uh, because you you just get out there and you play and you do things and you're daredevils and and you don't think anything of it as a kid, you know, nine and 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, so your story with that, it kind of reminded me of some of the stories that he has told. And you just you got up. And you moved on. You pressed on, you know, and and that's how we're taught. We're taught you just can't let everything beat you up because life well, will beat you up if you allow it to. And, and that's exactly what I'm saying in the book, because th- bad things happen. This was a horrible experience. But do you choose? And I, I've talked with people who have been involved, were also involved, and they chose a different path. And I, I mm. used to think about that a lot. What if I had become paralyzed like a few of these people had? They just refused to fly. Mm. They refuse, you know, they can't do a lot of things now. So when things happen, do you choose, am I going to be a victim of this and make it my story? Or I'm going to learn from it and survive and go, okay, I can use this in other situations in my life. And the whole yeah. thing evolved. in. I mean, I had huge survivor's guilt over the man in 9F. I would imagine so. Years of it. I mean, his family had a whole different experience with 8-11 than my family did. And I thought about that during the thing. What is going to happen to my family when they hear what happened to me? And how how are they going to think what it was when I'm experiencing? Anyway, I had to write about that. And so that took months just to write about that little segment about how did it really change me. And when I got off the plane... You know, I had a lot of things to face. I was in a horrible marriage. And do I want to go home to that? 
Uh, no. Mm. So I chose, rather than going home to facing that, to going on to Australia and working for a week. What if I'd have made a different choice? Mm. But so the whole thing becomes, what do you do with the choices? Do you, and even say it in the book, do you shake your hand at God and go, I'm, this is not fair, I don't like it. How, can you make, how, how, how come bad things happen to good people? Right. And I did a lot of thinking about those kinds of things and what is loss and what is, what is, what do you do when you lose something and how do you rectify that and how do you handle it? So these are all just thoughts and things that it took me 30 years to sort through and I'm still doing it. I mean, well, I sure. even say in the book, my, this is not the end of my story. I still work with this stuff. And from that evolved into a whole practice of me helping people, which Seem to seem to help a lot of people to say, you have to stop handing your power to other people and saying, fix this for me. I want to teach you how to find your own strengths so you can go forward and go, I got this. What mm-hmm. a huge difference that makes in your life right there. Just think about it. And I give an example of people, of people sugarcoating because people would come to me and go, oh, you wouldn't believe how horrible my life is. I've got this going on and this person's mean to me and I hate my boss and my dog died and I don't like my husband <laughs> and my kids are crazy. And right. Right. Who, yes. who am I yes. describing? Pretty much all. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and I talked about this, but then you go, OK, what do I do with that? So my analogy was well, you need to get really real about your part in all of this. How are you enabling them or whatever? And an example is you get up in the morning and you have a headache and you go, oh, my head. Oh, my gosh. What do you do? You take an aspirin, right? Or something. <laughs> yeah, you take something. And that's mine's, usually, mine's usually a migraine, so an aspirin <laughs> doesn't help it, but go ahead. <laughs> Lay off the coffee, Beth Ann. <laughs> mm. But they, they um, I mean, we all do that. We go, oh, I've got a headache. I take an aspirin. But if you sit down and go, okay, what's really going on here? It's probably stop drinking the tequila. Think about it. <laughs> and there you've solved the root of the whole problem. But people don't go that deep when they look at their issues. They just go, oh, this headache, I have it every morning. It's every Saturday morning. Why is that? And so I don't want to beat that dead horse, but that's what I discovered, and I tried to get people to see, okay, you've got a headache, but you're not addressing the root cause of it. You're just saying, oh, this poor me. It's my story. I have a headache. So you see the difference. And and when people start going into that aspect of their lives, boy, the whole thing's changed. Their whole lives will change if they're willing to sit down and do that. And that's what I was trying to tell people and teach is let's get to the real, drop the sugar coating and let's go real. And nobody, really people don't want to go there because then their whole story goes away, who they've made themselves out to be. Oh, I'm this, Mm. this is my story, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can't change your story if you don't get to the beginning. Anyway, so that's part of growing up. All of us go through that in our lives where we have to oh, make yeah. that decision, whether it's a, a health issue like waking up with headaches. Uh, you know, I suffered with migraines for years before I could get anybody to to to, to, uh, to admit that that's what was going on. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was the one making it up or something. You know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, you have to take a grip of your own life. You have to take charge of it. And we're headed into another break, and I'm just going to let Sherry and I talk. And uh, Sherry, can you tell them how to get the book real quick? Sure can. You can go to my website, SherryPetersonAuthor.com, S-H-A-R-I, PetersonAuthor.com. 
All right. Or Amazon. And it's, and it's on Amazon, it, but we'll talk about that. Okay. It's The View from 13F, One Woman's Story of Surviving Flight 811. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. Our guest today is a good friend, Sherry Peterson. accessories. So does a website these days. It's not enough to have just one accessory either. CSC Talk Radio is excited to announce we have an app for that. You can now listen to CSC Talk Radio easily on your smartphones, Android or iPhone. We have an app for that. Share this app important news with your friends and family. They can now join in the common sense. Calling all patriots. We have an app for that. Visit csctalkradio.com and download the app. Listen to live streaming or the show's podcast designed for triple L. Listening later leisurely. Accessories are necessary. Join CSC Talk Radio on your phone. We've accessorized. Visit csctalkradio.com and download the app. Working with technology to bring America home. We have an app for that. CSCTalkRadio.com. CSCTalkRadio.com. There is no fake news allowed. The cold, hard facts are what's happening in the West as well as where you are. Range Magazine's over 25 years of experience covers news that you'll never hear on mainstream media. As the winner of four consecutive Freedom of the Press Awards, Range Magazine is true to its written word. Journalism is not dead. Truth lives in Range Magazine. Don't miss the great stories, photos, and art that is featured in each of the Range Magazines. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. SCJ about her buckaroo calendar or her latest book as well as special offer for csc talk radio listeners home home on the range truth in range magazine educates americans regarding the bureaucratic invasions in our lives the taking of our land life and our liberty bring america home home to range magazine visit rangemagazine.com call them today 1-800-726-4348 tell them beth ann sent you home on the range Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A place for mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. 
What if things were made in America again? We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in 6 million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American manufacturing. Order Jim's book today. What if things were made in America again? Send $24.95 to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Let's build it in America, buy it in America, and bring America home. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. And this has been a long time coming, and I know that uh, Sherry worked through a lot of things and uh, as she wrote this book, and she's been after it for a while, which gives me some encouragement because I haven't been after mine that long. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to the back of the book real quick because my children want me to write a story of my life, which mm-hmm. especially after reading yours, mine's pretty pretty dull. But I always tell them, they go, Mom, you haven't written the story of your life yet. And it's not over yet. <laughs> and I love the way you put that. I can't find the, the chapter where you did that. It, it, there is no, it has no end. There is no end it, to my story. There, there is no end to the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's the way my life will be. There'll be no end. <laughs> well, I'm going to stay on you, Beth Ann. You know that. <laughs> You well, okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I can use all the encouragement I can get. Maybe That's even a right. proofreader. <laughs> That's right. Critic. But uh you know, the story the story that each life tells, it actually helps each one of us work through those tragedies mm-hmm. and and think about them, you know, reflect. Um uh, what direction do I go now or did I go or how, how has this uh, affected my life in a positive way or a negative way? And like I said, I really like the way that you uh, you took the story home as far as going home and, and reflecting through your life. Um, it, it was, you know, to me that was just an – and for those of you listening, she's just a country girl. <laughs> and uh, we shouldn't say it like that. But, you know, oh, there's some high-educated this or that or that or this or, you know, one of these elite politicians out of D.C. No, no, no. This is you. This is me we're talking about because each one of our lives has a story. And Sherry's story is just a little different than ours. Uh, she's very adventurous. I really liked reading the part about your your mom and dad, and then your uncle that was quite adventurous. <laughs> I thought that was really, but that but that tells in your life. So it makes me understand Sherry a little bit more. Well, I think one of the things that people get stuck on is <clears throat> they just get stuck. That was I, I just sat down and reflected on things I've heard and people have said to me, and where they get 
you know, what was the most common questions asked? Because it's not the answers that we're looking for. We don't even know the questions to ask. That's what I discovered about people. They would come to me and go, I hate my life. Okay, well, Mm. what part? They don't even know what questions to ask. You know, where do I look and how do I, what do I do next? Or all they were was stuck. So I would go listen to people that were, again, like you said, very educated and all these, you know, kudos and whatever, giving their talks, and you walk out going, okay, well, that's interesting, but what do I do with that? What's in it for me? (laughs) That's Mm. the American way. What's in it for me? But I got nothing, (laughs) right? And so I thought, I need to, and that's what I would hear when I would do talks. It would be, well, tell, tell us how you did that. And I'd say, it's how I was raised. And then that led to, even my family said, well, we... When we got to the second chapter and you started talking about Uncle Bud, we thought, oh, Lord, is she going to tell everybody about everybody? Careful now. You tied it in. Well, you have to know my family. They are so darn funny. But <clears throat> they tied it, and then they said, oh, we see how you tied it in, how all these things that happened to you at such a young age were were tools that helped you as you grew up. So I look back at how kids are being raised today, and I think that's part of the problem. They don't have any tools. They are so unhappy, but they don't have any way to go, I know I can figure this out. They have no self-confidence. They have no tools to... I know people whose kids don't even know how to take the garbage out. They've never cleaned a bathroom. They can't start a lawnmower, and they're in their 20s. And then the parents go, oh, and they can't budget. Well, what did you teach them? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know, the, and they're mad at their just kids. Putting, they putting, are, a load of clothes, putting a load of clothes yeah. in the washer and the dryer. It's, it's not yep. rocket science, and you can survive <laughs> if you can do a few things. Yeah. But it's but. surprising they can't. They just don't know. So one of the things I talk about in the book is chores were treats for us because we got to take the garbage out. We would walk out with mom or, you know, she would walk with us to the mailbox and, and tell us someday you'll get to do this on your own. So they made chores lessons. So we looked forward right. to it. You I mean, I get to help paint the house? Cool. <laughs> Things like that. I know, I know. It's just it's just mind blowing to people nowadays. And my dad was such an amazing man. He was I I I, I challenge anybody to think about that. I mean, I'm gonna challenge you right now. He was told in the seventh grade his parents came to him. He had a pretty rough childhood and they said, Seventh grade, we can't afford to feed you anymore. You're on your own. Get your stuff and get out. Oh, my gosh. He was on his own from the seventh grade. So when he joined, um, you know, he was a pretty he was pretty tough. He was um, he was he's street smart. So he went into the Marines back in World War Two and went straight to the Pacific. And, you know, those of us that know our history know that that was just brutal, gruesome. So he brought that Marine mentality back to us. And there were three daughters. I was the oldest that he used to tell us. Don't ever expect anybody to take care of you. Hmm. Pretty, pretty, he pretty. He that the hard way, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know what? It served me well. Maybe a little too well sometimes, but I always just went, "Oh, I got this." I mean, I, there's so many stories I didn't even know people could get help doing things. I just tried to figure it out. But therein lies your confidence, because at no point in any of the rough stuff I went through did I ever give up and think, "Oh, I came close." 
<laughs> but I always thought, okay, I, I got this. I'm going to figure this out. There is an answer here. But I knew questions to ask, and that's when I realized people that I was helping with counseling, they didn't even know the questions. And I thought, well, how do you survive? <laughs> well, they weren't. They were simply struggling and having these miserable lives because they didn't know what to do next. Right. So they would go from therapist to therapist to therapist going, you figure it out for me. I want you to figure it out for me. And I thought, and then <laughs> when one lady came to me and went, oh, I've heard about you and I'm done with therapy. I'm going to let you sort it out for me. And that's when I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just, you just named your whole problem right there. So yeah, that's what I well, you know, to when explain I... in the book. It's just ways to ask questions to find ways to help yourself feel better and it's great anyway i'm sorry i interrupted you but no 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 you it's this is about your book it's <laughs> about oh. your story i was just going to say you know when i when i came to see you in colorado several years ago mm-hmm. that was my first trip on my own that's and right. I drove from Missouri to Colorado, That's and right. I I was a scared little girl, even though I wasn't a little girl. <laughs> I was a scared little girl because I had done it. But then I go in, I and I have to find my way to to your house, and I did. Mm-hmm. I think did we have cell phones going then? I think we might have. And, Barely, uh, you know. But Sherry does have that attitude. What do you want to do? What do you want? We can make that happen. We can make this happen. We can do it. And she does have that attitude. And uh, you know, I did make it there and I made it home. I did take a few and you went to the turns, mountains? but I, we did, we went to uh Breckenridge yep. and, yep. and, uh, you know, we looked in some of the shops and we said, yep, you have to ask because some of the things didn't have prices up. You have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but you're right. You know, it I, was, it was a huge trip for you. And we talked about that and you even did your show from my kitchen table that one day. I did. I did. <laughs> It was a fun trip. I forgot about that. Yeah, see? (laughs) But that's what people, you you were brave enough to tempt that. I just am shocked that people, they so live in fear instead of possibilities. What if, what if, what if, what if this happens? What if I have a flat tire? What if I, well, guess what? If you have a flat tire, you fix it. I mean, I can never, I can never grasp why people go, I can't do that because what if? What? If you can't do it, you figure out how you can get it done. If you can't do it, you're, yeah, there you go. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, we do have those cell phones nowadays, but yeah, you just Thank have to figure God. it out. Yeah, because I have to confess, I don't change tires, so I may have to do that one day. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're talking about a life of a very fascinating woman who's been through an awful lot in her years, and she's she's not old either. <laughs> Sherry Peterson, The View from 13. F, a story of one woman's story of surviving Flight 811. What is your story? How do you take those those whips life gives us and the blessings? You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann and Sherry and Beth Ann will be right back. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book 
write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10 year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60 day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever get a two pack of my pillow premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 1 800 978 6168. Use promo code Bethann. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interests of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE talkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm visiting with a good friend of the show and a good friend to me, Sherry Peterson. Uh, she's telling her life story, sort of, kind of, as the, uh, the survivor of uh, Flight 811, which uh, 
miraculously survived a tragedy back in 1989. The view from 13F and the view from the from the accident is actually the view of your life, isn't it? Because then you can kind of see everything. Uh, as you said, when you have a tragedy like that near-death uh, experience, that you look at, you start looking at your life. Mm-hmm. And she wrote about her life in here, and and it's amazing. She kind of warned me. She said, "Now I might have some foul language in there every once in a while." <laughs> mm-hmm. And. Uh, it was, uh, you know, when you, uh, so, you know, we, we all slip, don't we? <laughs> but, well, it I'm wasn't just me you. talking. It was my abuse. She was talking husband, for others, and I yes. I needed to, yeah, explain how he used to tell me to keep my mouth shut because nobody ever wanted to hear what I had to say, and I was too stupid to really be around any of he and his, his friends. So mm. when I was around them, I needed to just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Very. <laughs> you can see how that's changed. Yes. <laughs> you listened to him good, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. I went, okay, let's, we're going to reverse that. But, you know, there were a lot of things from an abusive marriage, too. I had a, I had a drug and alcohol problem, and I, I covered it up really well because I was trying to hide behind. I mean, he told me to shut up. How can I shut up? Okay, I'll just hold something in my hand. Oh, maybe I'll make it a cocktail. And, it, it, you know, I just, I just sit and look back at all these things and how they evolve. It's so simple. It, it's just a little thing, and then it becomes, well, this leads to that, and this leads to that. So you need to go back to what started that this leads to that and fix mm. it or correct it or re, re, rechart your course or whatever. And believe me, I, I'm, I'm not perfect by any stretch, but I sure had a lot of fun and I sure had a lot of <laughs> sorrow. But right. the people that I talk to often say, you know, I wish my kids could talk to you. I wish you, you would write this down so I could give it to my kids. Or um, I've had a lot of people buying this book for Christmas gifts. And I'm thinking, you're buying an airplane crash book for a Christmas gift? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. But you deal with more than just... No. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They said, no, there's that. some good stuff in here. I really want... Um, in one of my reviews, the the, the person wrote, I, I want to go back and reread section 20, but I, uh, chapter 20, but I got to get it out of my husband's hands. And that mm. surprised me that, you know, I thought it would be more for women, but I'm surprised at the number of men that are interested in it. They're obviously interested in how did it break and how do you fix it? The airplane, that part, <laughs> yeah, but they right. kind of get wrapped up into the story as well. So. And I know people have had way worse things happen to them, and that was part of my hesitation to write. I mean, there are people that have had combat veterans and first responders and people that have had far worse things. But, you know, the, the bottom line is it happened. You, you, you go through a great deal of stress about it, and then when you come out the other side, who are you? And when I was told by United they would send me to therapy, I thought, oh, okay, I'll try that. It was horrible. I had never had three worst experiences because they really? weren't helping. They were just perpetuating the, oh, poor you, this happened, let's talk about it. And I'm thinking, oh, no, it happened, status. let's mm-hmm. talk about what we do with it. And that's when I realized that isn't the help that's out there for a lot of people. So I had to find it myself. Interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> because I think today what we do is, is uh, well, you and I don't, but what society does is we try to uh, 
keep people the victims, you know, and give them the sympathy. And, and it's okay to give sympathy, but then you help them get out of it mm-hmm. because you can't just stay there. Pity parties are, are not fun for very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whether and then, it's a plane crash or, or some other event in your life, you know, that you want to feel sorry for yourself about, uh, it's, it's not, pity parties aren't surviving. They're just, just staying there and, and, uh, um, you know, drowning in your own sorrow and self-pity instead of growing up and getting stronger and moving on. Because each each thing we go through in our life should make us stronger. If it doesn't break you, it'll make you stronger. If it doesn't kill you, you know. And, uh, you know, we all have those things in our lives, not necessarily plane crashes. I mean, I'd say that was pretty a big event, Sherry. <laughs> and, it was uh, one of them. But there was, no. even, even the therapist told me, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have one of these 10 items, you are a candidate for therapy. Excuse me. And um, they were a traumatic incident, loss of a family member, loss of a pet, divorce, moving. Um, I don't know. I had seven of the ten in one year. Mm. And and right. so it became, you know, I kept, I got tired of hearing, well, even though you and I both, and I'm sure your listeners know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But I thought, but there's got to be more to that because those are just right. words. What do I do to make that happen? Yeah. And so that's how I took a whole lot of time figuring out because I lost my dad and my dog within a week. Now, if that doesn't mm. kick your butt, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, you, you have those tremendous losses and you go, well, I got to get over this. But then I had to sit and think about, what really is loss? Because in the end, we lose everything anyway. Nobody takes your stuff to the That's grave. True. So why are we so That's attached true. to it here? So I, 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 read, I wrote a whole section about that, which actually helped, I've been told, a lot of people understand. Because then you can understand loss a little better when you realize well, it's hard. It, that's another whole hour. But okay. yeah, and we can do that out. another day because yeah, we're about another, out of time. This is topic. this is the fastest <laughs> hour of the day. Here's I need you hour. to tell them one more time how to go get this book. <laughs> well, here's what we're doing. So um, my website is sherrypetersonauthor.com, and if you go on there, I'm more than happy to send a signed and autographed copy. And if you put in, how did you hear about us, Beth Ann, we're also going to support Beth Ann. Um, So I really want to do that. And I also want you to note on the back of the book, I have a a flag and a notice that says the – I want to make sure I quote this right. Uncommon valor was a common virtue, and a portion of every sale goes to our veterans. That oh, was that's not negotiable awesome. for me. Yes. That is just awesome. Of course, they meant yeah. a lot to you in your life. So you betcha. go to. And, and, um, because they do what they do, I get to do what I do, and I'll never forget that. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Sherry. It's Sherry Peterson. Sherry with an mm-hmm. I. S H A R I Peterson dot com. And no, order Sherry Peterson author dot com. Author. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. That's quite all right. Sherry no Peterson author dot com. And uh, ask for a signed autographed copy and tell them you heard about it right here with Beth Ann, mm-hmm. her good friend. That's <laughs> and right. And she's going to help. And help I'd love to hear from too. people. I love to hear from people Absolutely. and hear your stories. You bet. And we'll have you back. We'll have you back. We'll talk Thank about you. it again because uh, there's just so much in life to cover <laughs> and to encourage others. Because right now this nation needs encouragement. We That's need to know right. no matter what happens, the 
the sun comes back up tomorrow. We got this. Yeah, we got this. I love that. Thank you, Beth. You've been listening to CSC. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you so much. That's SherryPetersonAuthor.com. SherryPetersonAuthor.com. You know, Sherry's been through a lot, and she's helped me a lot with her encouragement and her positive attitude and her prayers. And it's time that we all do that for one another and bring America home. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheepherder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. 